You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back. What's up, world? I've got Alexis (laughs) Letty here. Wonder Woman, Miss Indiana USA, top three, Miss USA? Top three, right? Top four? Third runner-up. Third runner-up. I knew it was a three somewhere. Yeah. No big deal. But you're a powerhouse. You're a boss. And you have your own podcast, which is how we connected. Oh, yeah. So it's great to have you on my show. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I love it because you were on my podcast. Now I'm on yours. I just feel like we're spreading the empowerment and love and light to others. There is empowerment being spread for sure. I definitely believe that. Also... This is like a perfect example of community over competition because you could easily be like, nah, I'm not like having that girl on my podcast. She's got a podcast. Like we're a competition. Mm-hmm. No, like you have your audience. I have my audience. Like we all have something to add here. Like let's collab friends. So I love it. A hundred percent. And another thing is I was talking about this to someone the other day about how even if you're doing the same thing in a respected field, maybe somebody resonates with somebody better than you Mm -hmm. or resonates with a different story or resonates even more. And the whole purpose of this empowerment thing is to connect with women that can relate to your story and help them build. So, you know, if you being on my podcast led people to follow you and listen to your podcast more than mine, a freaking men because they're able to resonate with you and learn from you and grow from you, which is what I want everyone that listens to my podcast to do. And if I'm not feeding their soul, at least somebody else's, you know? Oh, feed the soul. I oh, that's so true. And and no, I was definitely very honored to have um to speak on your podcast. Empower, empower. Yes. Is what it's called. I'm gonna leave it in the show notes. Um, but it's it's awesome and I think there just needs to be more of it. Like there needs to be more mm-hmm. women. Like there's the gifts and the hashtags, women supporting women, but like people don't really know what that means. And mm-hmm. I love building this network of incredible women because like you said, people follow me, but like I have a very specific brand. I have a very specific background and like mm-hmm. toolkit to provide. So they might be women in sports or athletes or yeah. excited to follow up title holder who's gone as far as you. Boom enter you like great cool right totally and I can cheer you on doing that because we have completely different paths and journeys so far so I love that and we're gonna get into pageant talk today so mm. we had to get all like you know all the inspiring stuff before we get into the caddy stuff no I'm kidding <laughs> oh. no cattiness here no cattiness that is not what we do here on misunderstood but we're gonna be talking about the five biggest misunderstandings as a pageant girl a pageant queen, a pageant competitor. I hate the term pageant girl. So I, I don't even know if I can title the episode, the five biggest misunderstandings of being a pageant girl. Cause I just don't like the term, but I mean, I guess that's what we're here to talk about is like the stigma. Yeah. The stigma. I mean, the stigma Ugh. kills it. It's just, it's just a few in the public eye that ruin it for everybody. Because- totally. I mean, you know, toddlers and tiaras even as well. It's not really like that. Also, Okay, I need to put this out there too. 
just because you have like competed in a pageant, I don't really think makes you a pageant girl. Like Mm. I would consider you and I to be quote pageant girls. Like we fiercely competed. We dedicated our lives to it. We really focused on it. We became better for it pageantry impacted our lives like I would say that's what makes you quote a pageant girl like pageantry has impacted your life yes but if you have like signed up and like worn a sash like you're not necessarily a pageant girl that's what I think like I resonate with this okay the reason why I say this is because these people would be named nameless but on The Bachelor they've had pageant girls (laughs) They've had pageant girls and my friends will be like, compared to me, they're like, I would expect more polished and like class act, like from a quote pageant girl. And I'm like, girl, just because you're in a pageant doesn't make you pageant girl. (laughs) That's all I say. I'm like, we're a very like unique group. Those of us who are, I guess, qualified as pageant girls. Yeah. I mean, well, it's hard because it's a broad subject because Mm -hmm. you quote unquote pageant girls to be respectable and be polite and all these things but yet some people win and they aren't those behind closed doors that makes me so sad I'm sad I know because I like want to like in my mind I'm like I've only met the best like I've connected well I do that for a reason like I only meet the best people because I only want the best people around me but all the pageant women I meet are like incredible and the queens I meet are incredible and they're so awesome. And I'm like, yay, go you. You're amazing. But then, you know, I hear the rumors of like people not being as amazing and it makes me really sad because I want all title holders to be awesome. But it doesn't happen. It doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I know you're like, I plead the fifth over here. I went to Miss USA. (laughs) But, But with that, Okay, there's some misunderstandings. Like, yes. we're setting the record straight. I mean, yes. you're a title holder. You're Miss Indiana USA 2020. What year yep. did you win? 2020. There we go. I'm like, what year? It's 2021 now. Yep. You know, I, I wasn't a title holder, but I was runner-up. I did compete in two different states. So I have mm-hmm. I have some qualities to bring to the table here, folks. Oh, yeah. But I want to hear number one, what you think is – maybe not the number one okay. biggest misunderstanding <laughs> – but one of the top five. So we'll start with like, we'll count down. Number five, what is your, one of your misunderstandings of being a pageant girl? Not every title holder is confident. Yes. And that's what you just said. See, I wouldn't have that experience because I haven't been like in a room filled with title holders. Right. So why do you say that? I say that because at Miss USA, we were, you know, doing stage practice and doing events with each other. And there would be girls backstage crying from anxiety, feeling like they weren't good enough compared to everybody else there. That is so interesting to me because I think so many people think that if you win the crown, it changes who you are. And like that changes your confidence. Mm. And this is like what I try to preach to people and like what our coaches preach to us. Like you should be confident in yourself and your abilities before you ever get the crown because it's just not right. going to change nope. the moment you get a crown. It's only going to get more fierce is like what right. I would expect. Right. Like I've, I've definitely become a more amplified version of Alexis Letty since getting my crown. And I have gained confidence in different areas, 
But that doesn't mean that there aren't girls who have gotten the crown that haven't built their confidence more. Right. Or still feel insecure in a room of other powerful women. You know, you have to think some of these women, when they walk in a room, they have always been the most powerful. They've always been the one people look at. They've always been, quote unquote, the prettiest. But Mm -hmm. when you get in a room where there's other people that might be prettier than you, might be taller than you, might be more athletic than you, might be more intelligent than you, might be more successful than you, might have a a bigger bank account than you. Sometimes people feel insecure and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm no longer the it girl. And there's other it girls. I, you know, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm no longer that. And there were girls that were, you know, just not confident. And you could tell because of the way they were acting, because there were girls that backstage when it was time to compete. I remember at the finals night, top 10, I went backstage and Miss Idaho, who got second runner up. She was walking behind me in the lineup and she said, oh my gosh, your walk was so good. I feel like I did so terrible. And I'm like, just because I did good doesn't mean you did terrible. Like, girl, you killed it. You're wearing, honestly, my favorite dress in the whole pageant. Like, you're amazing. It's so funny you say that because I remember Idaho and she literally slid. (laughs) Right? Like, yeah, she looked amazing. Right. And, you know, there's just instances of different title holders backstage that – were, I guess, just going through it with being in a room of other people that were, I guess, their level, quote unquote, or not their level, but, you know, competition, competition. Yeah. And yeah, I would say that's a huge misunderstanding. Like just women expecting to gain all of their confidence because they're a title holder or Mm -hmm. like the moment they get a crown or winning a pageant. And there's little girls, teenagers, young women out there who are vying to be the next title holder. Right. And that's amazing. It, But it really is more about the journey to the crown than it mm-hmm. is about actually getting the crown. Like you need to already be self-aware of who you are and what you're doing and what you bring to the table. And what you said is perfect. Like it's an amplification of that when mm-hmm. you win. It doesn't all of a sudden give you the confidence you've been wanting your entire life. Like you should right. already have that when you step on stage because it really only gets – more difficult being in the spotlight and being compared and getting more followers. Like I can only imagine the amount of attention that you receive when you win and then all of a sudden you have to be secure in who you are. Yes, yes. Because of all the pageant accounts. Oh my gosh, during Miss USA, I didn't even look at what I was tagged in because I knew if I started looking at what I was tagged in and seeing other people's opinions of me, I would start getting brainwashed because yeah, you should never worry about the opinion of sheeps if you're a freaking lion. Yes. Uh, Bumper sticker, please. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And so like looking at these people that I don't even know, I've never met, they've never met me, their opinions of me are irrelevant. I care about what my mom thinks of me. I care about what my dad thinks about me. I care about what my best friend thinks about me. Other than that, you could think I'm the worst person in the world. But if those people say that you are the best person, you are empowering so many people and I love you so much, that's all I need really. And God, and God loves me no matter what. So yeah, exactly. I would say like, I pretty much have the same, like, what's it called? Like checklist. There we go. (laughs) Words. It's late guys. I didn't have my second cup of coffee, but like, it's pretty much the check and balance of like my parents, you know, Mm -hmm. if like they're okay with what I'm doing and they're on board with it. And I love that support system. And then like my fiance, my best friend, and like, they're always going to set me straight or, you know, be like, oh, maybe you should have been handled like a little bit differently or no, why don't you do this for the kind of course correct. But all in all, like 
I really don't care what you people think. <laughs> like, well, at least the haters, because the haters will always be louder than the lovers. Yeah. But yeah, doing it for you. So I love that. that's an interesting one to start on is the confidence piece. We kind of went like right into it, like oh, knee yeah. deep, knee deep into the misunderstandings here. What would you say number four is? I'm curious if I have it. Oh, wait, do you have, are you going to say your list after me? Is that what's going on? I mean, maybe. I'm hoping that we have the same ones, but we okay. may not. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'll go uh, number four. Oh, number four. You're super busy as a title holder. Oh, that's a misunderstanding? Misunderstanding. I guess you are busy as a title holder. Um, you're only as busy as you make yourself. So, so for Miss USA, they make you shoot a ton of content. And I would say that is actually very much busy work. But that's only about like two or three weeks of your reign. Other than that, I mean, you're not doing a ton of stuff. Maybe you're doing three things a week for it. But it's not like a taxing everyday thing. But it is also COVID right now. So right. <laughs> so with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and say number three too because three, okay. my three and four kind of go with each other. You have people working for you and getting you gigs. So I have gotten every one of my appearances by myself. Really? I never had anybody recommend something. I never had my director get me an appearance, get me a connection, get me a sponsor. I have gotten every single one of them, except for my dress sponsor for Miss USA. That was in the contract. But besides that, I have gotten every single sponsor. I've gotten every single appearance, every single connection, interview, TV appearance, everything. And I say uh, the you're not super busy part because it's really what the title holder wants. I wanted to be busy when I first got my title and I was reaching out to people nonstop. But if you don't put the effort in or if you're shy – and don't like reaching out to people, or if you're not confident and don't feel comfortable reaching out to people you don't know, you will not be busy. Hmm, Wow. I'm surprised, but also like not really surprised because there are some title holders that, I mean, they knock it out of the park and they're Mm -hmm. always doing something and they have these cool sponsorships and they're just like, you know, doing amazing things. And behind the scenes, you think it's all the director and like the team Mm -hmm. behind them. But then the next year, someone else takes that the crown and it's like dead in the water and there was yeah. like nothing happening and you're like oh it was the person yeah I, i'd the have person to say that a hundred percent i'd have to say it's probably 80 20 probably 20 percent of the title holders have great directors that are getting them gigs and helping them get out there but 80 percent of the women more than you would think are having to hustle and grind and get everything on their own because i was literally handed my crown and sash. And I told the directors, Hey, I want to do this, this, and this my first week. And they said, great, go ahead and make it happen. I looked at them. I said, I don't know anybody that works here. I don't have a connection here. I don't have a connection here. I don't live in Indianapolis. I literally don't know who to contact. And they said, you'll figure it out. Wow. And you did. Like, that's a good thing. (laughs) I did. But I was shocked. And I felt very lonely at the same time. And I was hustling and making an impact. But at the same time, I was dedicating all my time. I gave up work. I quit working. And I wasn't making any money. So it's really a hustle for impact to get noticed, to do something for the future. Like I saw when I first became Miss Indiana USA as an opportunity to build up on my resume, build up on speaking appearances, build up on my communication skills, build up on my character, build up on my platform and my purpose. And hopefully that will be enough to then help me make money in the future. That is true. That is true. I mean, 
that mindset though, like it's such a mature mindset and like a forward thinking mindset because even now, I mean, we were just talking about this before the show started for me, podcasting, influencing, like Mm -hmm. I am not a full-time influencer. I'm not a full-time podcaster. I very rarely make any money from the two. And I still don't profit off of my podcast. I've made like $75 total ever. (laughs) And that's that's more than me. (laughs) Like, and I, a lot of people are like, you need to monetize that. You need to work on that. And I can, and I should, but I still have a full-time job that I need to dedicate my focus to during the day, you know, and like, that's where my heart and attention needs to be. So this is all fun. However, this is not wasted time. Like right. what you're pursuing, like whether it's as a title holder, being Miss Indiana USA or whatever your passion is, when you're doing it with a full heart, like it's going to pay off somehow. You're either going to yeah. like be building a skill or build a connection or building your, your values, personality, your brand, whatever it is. And that's going to land you opportunities later. So mm-hmm. it's not always about the financial gain right away and how you're monetizing right. and what you're doing. So I think it's interesting that you say that because I have the same mindset and I'm not a title holder. I just am a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a normal person living about my life with my podcast. But, yeah, but you're it's true. It. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, babe. Appreciate it. Queen supporting greens. Boop. I'm fixing my crown. You can't viewers can't see me, but I'm a queen fixing my other queen's crown. Quick little break as I take a sip from my clean simple eats protein shake absolutely delicious. Clean Simple Eats offers a variety of products that are wholesome, nutritional, and offer whatever your body needs, perfect balance of carbs, proteins, and fats. They have meal plans, proteins, collagen, supplements, clean, simple treats, butters, journals, everything you can need and more. And I am obsessed with their protein. Absolutely obsessed. Best I've ever had. I love their mint chocolate chip, peanut butter, brownie fudge. I mean, any flavor you get is absolutely incredible. Check out Clean Simple Eats in my show notes. Use code Kelly Hall at checkout for 15% off. That's Kelly Hall, K-E-L-L-I-E, Hall for 15% off. Thanks, guys. Go fuel your body with what it needs and enjoy Clean Simple Eats. So I'll say one of mine, and I'm interested if you have this. Okay. It's a big misunderstanding that pageant women don't need to understand their personal brand or their platform Oh, because this is really, and this is my assessment. Uh I'm interested to hear your take. I feel like this is really how pageantry is going. Like they are looking at how you are branding yourself and not necessarily like a platform, not that you work with, you know, American Animal Society, like not like a specific topic, but what your brand is, who you are, what do you stand for, what are your values and what are you bringing to the table? And now we've wrapped that up into this little word, brand. Mm-hmm. And four years ago, when I first started competing in pageantry, I never heard the word brand. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I wish I'd have been Miss Ohio. And I thought being a Navy lieutenant was cool and I was going to win. But then it evolved. And I feel like it evolved a lot with social, like all mm-hmm. the social platforms, because judges started looking at those. And then directors started looking at those. And then pageant fans started looking at those. And now – you aren't just Miss Indiana USA, like you are Miss Indiana USA, Alexis Letty, but we also know your brand. Like anyone who's following you knows, you know, you're a woman in sports, you're a podcast host, you're a speaker, you're a motivator, you're empowerer, like you're doing all these things. And that's really your brand. And it's important in a pageant, right. I would say. Oh, yeah. Wait, so so say that again, because I was a little confused. I thought you said that it doesn't matter at first. You're like, it's misunderstood, but you're saying 
it's misunderstood that you don't maybe need I said it in a complicated way. Brand. Yeah. No, it's misunderstood that you don't need a brand there. That's more okay. clarifying. Yeah, you yes. You definitely so, need a brand. I mean you need a brand. Yes. To, yes, there we go. I've always said it in a very complicated way. It's misunderstood that you don't need a brand. You need a brand. That is where things have evolved, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. I mean, the whole reason for the telecast and, and most of the content we sit in was so they could tell a story about each title holder. Mm-hmm. I mean, they called top 16, and when they called top 16 and your name was called, they showed a story about you and your life and why you were there on that stage pretty much and your totally. purpose and the different things that have shaped you to that purpose. I mean, mine was big on – talking about be a female athlete, empowering the youth to chase their dreams. Because when I grew up in Indiana, everyone laughed at my face for for me saying that I wanted to be a model. And now I'm a freaking model. And so I feel like it's my purpose to – I felt like God called me back to Indiana to tell all those kids and even adults here that – you do not have to be limited by the people around you and what they do. You can set your own goals and go after them and conquer them if you are driven and you want it bad enough. Yes, absolutely. And like your your crown was not an identifier. I don't see you and think just title holder. Your crown was a microphone, as cliche mm-hmm. as that is. Like yeah. it really just elaborated everything. And luckily my listeners probably only heard that for the first time. So they think I'm a genius. But <laughs> it really is. Like it amplifies your story, like you mentioned mm-hmm. before. So personal branding is huge. So you are very misunderstood if you think it's not. It's huge. Yes. It's a big part of pageantry. And that was the first thing I wrote down is that it's not important. And it absolutely is. Definitely. So what would you say is your next misunderstanding? I hope that we have some similar ones. I feel like there's so many misunderstandings. We might not have any same ones. I don't think we will. I really don't. Because some of these I didn't realize until getting the title or uh, you might have this one. Because I learned this at well, like throughout being competing at Miss Indiana USA and Miss USA, you don't have to be perfect physically with your body, meaning like you can have acne and still compete. You can have hairy armpits and still compete. I didn't shave my armpits before going into finals night, not because I forgot because I didn't forget. I just don't really like shaving my armpits and I figured I wouldn't raise up my arms. <laughs> but what if you won and you were like, oh my God, my crown. Like, Well, I ended up putting my arm up when they called my name for my placement. But like, we're all human. And at the end of the day, like no one's going to see those small things. Like, I guess more importantly, saying the small things you think matter about your physical appearance don't. Like, even with my self-tanner, I didn't put self-tanner on my feet. I mean, you can go back and look at the show and you can see my feet are significantly whiter than the rest of my body. But unless I just told you that, you wouldn't have known a difference. Yeah. No, I would have never known. But now I'm going to go look at your armpits, to be honest. Like, I'm uh, curious. And my armpits <laughs> and feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's so much pressure. I mean, there's mm-hmm. pressure on girls competing in pageants and they have to be perfect and you look don't. flawless. And I get it. And you want to. And it's your moment. And you want to feel the most beautiful you ever have. But, like, also real people. Yes. And, yes, we should be polished and all those things. But you can also be a real person. And right. I don't think I should my legs the entire time because I was so worried about shaving off my spray tan. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was worried about that. Okay, so I'll tell you one of mine. There's a huge misunderstanding that pageant girls have been doing pageants forever. 
Ooh. Oh, yes. I entered my first one at 24. Wow. <laughs> Ever in my whole lifetime. Like, never competed in a pageant. I think I watched Miss USA once. Okay. And the reason why I competed was because I saw a commercial for Miss USA or Miss America. Mm. And then I watched Miss America that night and Savvy Shields was the winner that year. And I was like, I could do that. And so I did it. That's why I did it. <laughs> like, I was like, what a great way to meet women. But I, everyone always asked me like, oh, have you been doing that forever? And I was like, no, I did it when I was 24. And I feel now like it's I'm a little offensive when people ask if you've done it forever. I know. I'm like, no, I was like running in high school and I had other hobbies. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's no offense to girls who do it forever. But no, th- and it it's just very do. misunderstood that we yes. – have been doing it forever. I don't think you need to do it forever. I think you can completely get into it in your 20s, especially the way patterns are going now. Yeah. I think a perfect example is Olivia Culpo. Yeah. Miss Rhode Island USA was her first pageant. Miss USA was her second pageant. Miss Universe was her third pageant. And she became freaking Miss Universe. And she won all three. Yeah, that's very true. She won all three. I mean, very rare. How many times have you competed? I competed once when I was in high school at this like fair. Oh, that doesn't really count, but yeah. Yeah. But not like Miss USA or Miss America no, or anything. No, no, no. That is crazy. So you won your first time doing Miss Indiana USA. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. But I had someone helping me and teaching me how to do it. So like I had yeah. my friend's mom was kind of guiding me along the way. And she's honestly the person who coached me for Miss USA too. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, we got to get her information because clearly you did amazing. I mean, you (laughs) won your first pageant and then you placed top four, third runner up at Miss USA. So you're doing something right over there. I think, and also, I mean, it's a different podcast topic, but like I think sometimes too polished and too practiced and like the pageant patty Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, stigma, it's out. Like that's not what people are looking for. Nope. Circle back. Like the personal brand and who you are and what you stand for Mm -hmm. speaks more volumes than like how good your pageant walk is because those things are fixable. You can fix the dress. You can fix the walk. You can fix the body or get the body more in shape if that's what you want. But Mm -hmm. you can't really fix innately who you are as a person. Right. Nope. Maybe that's a misunderstanding. Add it to the list. On to the next one. <laughs> so you have two more, right? No, one I, more? Have, I only have one more. I hate that I haven't had any of the same ones as you. Okay. I'm going to try to guess your last one. I don't think you're going to get it. Dang it. What does it have to do with fitness, beauty, no. people, cattiness? Uh, no. Okay. What is it? What is the number one thing you think is most misunderstood about pageant girls uh, it's, or title holders? I was about to say it's misunderstood about title holders and the competition mm-hmm. in general. And it's that the winner is always the best candidate for the role. Oh, yeah. That's true. Okay. Why is that misunderstood? It's misunderstood because not every winner is the best <laughs> – not every winner is the best candidate for the role because some people have – different motives for becoming a title holder, unfortunately. And those are the people who are the stereotypical, quote unquote, pageant girls that ruin the name for everybody else. You know, they're the ones who only want to do photo shoots. They're the ones who only want to be noticed as a glam queen or have a better husband because they're a title holder. 
and they don't really do much in their community or have a purpose other than making sure that they're elevating themselves. And yes, you do want to take from the title and elevate yourself, but you want to lift others and have a purpose along the way. And you want to show humility. And I think for some of the title holders at Miss USA, it didn't seem like they were there for the right reasons. And yeah, I've been a judge at pageants, at national pageants. I was a judge at NAM. I judged the finals of, I think, eight age groups, eight finals at the national level. And there were some girls that seemed like they were going to be great title holders. Like I was rooting for them. But when it came to their final answer, they just didn't pull through and somebody else pulled through Mm -hmm. instead. And it's one of those competitions where it's a perfection contest and you can't just choose whoever you think would be best. You really have to base it off of the performance that they give and show Mm -hmm. in that short amount of time. Yeah. So what you're trying to say is sometimes in that short performance, like some people slip through, they weren't necessarily the best person for the job, but they were the best person that day. Yes. Yeah. I've seen that. I mean, I've judged a couple pageants and been in quite a few. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, I mean, like you said, you have to have confidence. Like I am there because I know I could do the job. A hundred million percent. Like I knew I could be Miss Ohio USA. I knew I could be a great Miss California USA. Like I was ready to be those roles. Right. But I look back at tape or like I look back and see the girls that won and I'm like, oh, wow. They were really impressive. <laughs> like, I'm like, dang, that sucks. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, you show up and you're the best you can be and that's all you can do. But then someone yeah. shows up and then they just – they did something else. Or they did something not necessarily better, but they just killed it. They yeah. killed it that day and you're like, dang, all right, well, that's why you won. Yeah, I, right, I guess cool. I guess it could be better phrased as it's a misunderstanding that the person who has the best performance would be the best title holder. Yes, that's gravy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Because I've seen a lot of women who have the best performance. They mm-hmm. kill it. Like they kill it on stage. But I know them personally. Yes. And I'm like, yes. Merp, no. You're going to kill it today and you'll kill it tomorrow. And you'll kill it at Miss USA. But the whole year, you're not going to do that much. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. and you're like, dang it, yep. dang it. Yep. Like I want someone who's going to do a lot with it. Yep. And, and like, yep. yeah, I know. I could go on about that forever, but you're right. Yeah, that is a big one for sure. I had several women that I got close to at Miss USA, you know, after months, like honestly, the past few weeks we've been talking and some of them were talking about how frustrated they were. And I was like, oh, why? And she's like, I've talked with multiple. So, and they were, you know, not all of them placed as high as they wanted to. And we have sister states with our different directors. And some of yeah. them were talking about how they were so disappointed because you know, they were working their butt off all year, going to appearances, doing live events, doing like lives on other platforms and putting on this and that virtually. And then there were people who did literally nothing and placed higher than them. Mm-hmm. And they said it was really frustrating because it didn't really matter how much effort they put into making a difference. It only mattered the small amount that the judges saw. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, that's a big reality of pageants. It is. It's a beauty contest. It really is. And it's like – God, it's just so difficult about pageants because it's a performance contest. Yes. You know, like you can do so much and you can be so smart and you can speak so well and you can make the biggest difference in the world. But then Mm -hmm. you have to remember the sport that you're in and the sport that you're playing is pageant. 
And so you have to like be that person and be that role. And you have to just remember the sport that you're playing. Just like, you know, we're both, I'm a retired athlete, but we're both athletes and in track, I didn't care what the heck you looked like. I didn't care how you walked up to that starting line. I didn't care what you were wearing. Like all that mattered was that you ran the fastest that day. Done. Oh, this is preaching. And in pageants, like if that's what you want to run track, but like in pageants, that's not what you're getting. Like they care about the shoes that you're wearing and the look that you have and how well you smile and that sparkle in your eye and then how well you speak and then how well you walk. And so if you're upset that someone outperformed you, this isn't the right sport for you because you're upset. Someone else shined brighter that day, even though you could do that job. But mm-hmm. that's not the way the pageant world works. It's right. mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. I, I love the track example too because there's some people that I know in my high school I ran track and I was never, I was not very good at running. I really hated it, honestly. Mm -hmm. But there were some people that would like skip practices, not go that much, but they had just such physical ability that when they Mm -hmm. went to meets, they would always get first. And there's some girls that go to compete and they don't do anything throughout the year and then they go and they win. Yeah. That's a harsh reality. Oof, listeners are going to be so upset, but they need to hear it. They hear from the horse's mouth. You're giving it to us straight. Hey. And we like that. We want that honesty from you. You're such a good mentor that way. Like you're definitely, I think, you know, continue to make that impact because you're very transparent and you're very honest yeah. and you're very successful. You are. And I think a lot of women, especially, you know, girls pursuing pageantry, they need to just better understand the industry they're getting into or the sports they want to play. I agree. So Alexis Letty, aka Letty, I do have one final question for you. Oh. How? As a title holder, as Miss Indiana USA, quote, pageant girl, how do you feel the most misunderstood? Mm, I feel like that's such a loaded question. I feel like, honestly, everything that we talked about, like, I feel like people think that once you become a title holder, your life is easy. And I feel like they think that you have everything handed to you and that you have a team behind you. And a lot of it is grinding, putting your head down and working for it and practicing on your own and finding those different connections and really just hustling and doing everything and earning everything you get. I think a big thing is people think that you're so lucky. Yeah. There's no such thing. You work hard for what you have. I have worked hard for everything I've had. People don't know. Like they just see my social media grow. You guys, I work at least 10 hours a day. Like because I love it. And yeah, people are like, well, I just have social media for fun and I'm on there like a long time. Well, yeah, like I edit my videos. I do this, I do that. And also as a title holder, like I said earlier, you're going and and finding all these appearances and finding all this stuff and working tirelessly. And you could have somebody email you at any hour of the day and you have to respond and you always have to be nice to somebody. You know, you can never put a sour feeling in somebody's mouth because it doesn't just represent you, but it represents your state. Yeah. Wow. That is so true. Like, you know, you said it's easy or essentially it's like handed to you. You know, it's no work was involved. Everything just gets exponentially better. And like, I feel like you have this huge opportunity Mm -hmm. as a title holder and as Miss Indiana USA, but it's really up to yours to take it, to take it for what it's worth. So this was, I honestly, thank you for being so transparent. I loved your 
honesty and realness because I get, a, you know, I have amazing title holders and queens that are on here. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now that Miss USA is behind you, you can really just like give it to us straight. Like no need to be buttoned up and polished here, friends. Like serve me a tray of real. That's what yeah. I want to taste and tonight. Hardly anybody connects with being so polished and quote unquote perfect. Right. You know, someone was telling me the other day about me losing Miss USA. And I know that's a harsh way to say it, but that's just the athlete way to say it. Okay. I lost. And she was like, you know, it's one thing to win. It's really easy to win, but not everybody, you know, more people are able to resonate with somebody that loses. And I think it's more important about how people lose than how they win because you see their character. You're able to relate to them. You're able to want them to come back and succeed. And I think whenever there's real and rawness and stuff to relate to, people can find themselves more and understand why they are the way they are or figure something else out that they might have struggled with in the past. Absolutely. I am. I I feel the same way because I, you know, I actually never won, never won a pageant, never won Mm -hmm. a state title, but I feel like I've been able to grow this podcast and grow my brand and connect with people more because I did lose Yeah, because I did get runner up. So I just thank you. Thank you. You are awesome. You're so much fun to follow on social media. You always got something new that you're up to. Tell our listeners how to find you. I'm going to tag you, obviously, in the show notes, but tell us about you, your content, your posts, and where we can find everything. Yes. So you can follow me on Instagram at Lil Letty. So it's L-I-L-L-E-T-E. And I also have TikTok, but honestly, like follow my Instagram and I have like one of those link trees and you can look up everything. And like Kelly said, I have a podcast too called Empower Her Podcast. And I invite amazing women like Kelly on to talk about how they're breaking the mold in society and just killing it. Killing it. Well, I will include all of it. Thank you so much. I just appreciate your energy and how you're empowering so many people and you're staying true to who you are. And that's really, it's really what we need more of. So we set the record straight today, friends, all things pageant, all things title holder. Thanks, Letty. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys. And I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you love, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you're looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall. Kelly Hall.